What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fuel Your Champion podcast. I'm Sarah Acerbo. And today we have my good friend, Jim. Actually, Jim, how do I say your last name? Hallinan. 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 I never say your last name. Nobody does. <laughs> I just have it at Jimmy Nutrition on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said Jim. A lot of people, everybody calls me Jimmy because of the name Jimmy Nutrition, which is understandable. Yeah. But yeah, I go by Jim. Yeah. I knew that though. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But dude, I'm excited to have you on. We are talking a, a little bit before and we were like, what are we going to talk about? Because I feel like we could go in so many different directions. But um, let's start. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I get excited. I know, I just said agreed. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's start with just a, um, an intro. Tell us about who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you. Um, I, uh, my name is Jim Hallinan. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher full-time. I've been a teacher for 21 years. And uh, I do nutrition coaching. Uh, I started the nutrition coaching business about five years ago. At my high school, I proposed a class in nutrition and kinesiology about six-ish years ago. Uh, we have, at our school, it's a big school. We have every course offering possible. We have guitar classes, dance. We have AP, advanced placement pottery. We have everything. And there's nothing in the school for anybody who wants to pursue a career in, in fitness or health, nutrition, anything like that. Uh, phys ed's the only thing, and you're not getting into any of that stuff in phys ed. So I proposed this class to you know teach people who want to get into this field. And it got approved. They put it out there. Kids signed up. I had about almost 50 kids sign up that first year. And then I immediately enrolled in, my, in a master's program because I did not want to rely on my own knowledge that I had. I was a personal trainer when I was younger and I'm, you know, enjoy the space, but I, I wanted to, you know, learn more. So yeah, got my master's and uh, a lot of those first classes I took in the first handful of months really helped me write the curriculum. I wrote the curriculum and then started teaching it that, that next school year and finished up my master's. And while I was there at the time, I was training CrossFit. I, the owner of the CrossFit gym I, I uh, went to did nutrition coaching for a pretty big company. And so I learned about nutrition coaching and it wasn't really big at the time. It wasn't this common thing that you would hear. And uh, talking to the students about how you can do this and make us and create a successful business and have a career nutrition coaching online. If you care about people, if you understand this stuff, you really learn everything. And by the end of that school year, I started Jimmy Nutrition. And then it went from there. You know, I just started going around the, all the gyms in the area, all the group fitness gyms, offering to do free seminars. And that just went uh, and started getting clients and, and been working with people ever since then. So that's, yeah. And then a weird side thing is I own a driving school on top of all this. <laughs> and uh and luckily now over the past year, I got something that, that's great that runs the runs the business. So I'm pretty hands off with that. So I got, got my hands on, it feels like a little bit everything, but it's just a few things. Yeah. Dude, you're doing yeah. a lot. That's doing awesome. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, so I, that's awesome that you started your own class too. Like I actually didn't yeah. know that until today. Um, and I think that's really cool because I mean, I have a couple of clients who are teachers, but I used to work at a high school. Um, as an athletic trainer, and then I worked at like, you know, at a college too. And like, I feel like there's always like a general health class, but there's not like relevant information on nutrition, I feel like, or a lot of it's like very outdated. So I'm like really glad that you, like you coach obviously, but also like you're teaching it to youth 
And I think that's like one of the most important things because if we can get like younger kids and adolescents learning about this now and make it just like a normal to them, normal thing to them, like we're going to make so much more impact on their lives. And like, you know, obviously like obesity is an issue right now. Like it's our general population is not healthy right now. So you being able to start young and you have a really cool personality. Um, like everyone likes you. So like, I feel like the kids are going to like, they actually listen to what you're saying. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not the typical teacher is not in the field. You know, like we have an accounting teacher at our high school who just graduated a degree in accounting. Well, she's not an accountant. She's not mm -hmm. in the field. We have marketing teachers who never done marketing. They went to school and got some degree and they're teaching marketing, but they've never done marketing. So I am one of the few teachers. Now we do have some teachers there that, that own businesses as well that, that do teach what they're kind of also own a business in. Uh, but yeah, I'm one of those few teachers that is, that's in the field. Uh, and, and it's funny because the class is what got me into it. And uh, but now I'm able to talk to them about actual clients and, and, and whatnot. The course is geared. The mm -hmm. first half is all nutrition. The second half is kinesiology, mm -hmm. writing, programming, training, different um, ways to train and, and whatnot. But it's geared around if you were to coach people, you know, we give them avatars and they have to try to come up with a calorie and macro prescription for them and, and have to explain why and justify it. We get into the research behind different diets and, and teach them how to read research because research can show anything. So if you don't know how to kind of look mm -hmm. at something and, and go, oh, that's why that, that's why that research shows that drinking soda does not contribute to obesity because it was funded by Coca-Cola. And mm. because if the calories are controlled, then yeah, uh, Coca-Cola is not going to make you obese, but the average person is not paying attention to their calories. They're not working that Coca-Cola into their diet. They're over consuming sugary beverages, you know, and it really broke yeah. my heart seeing high school kids having body image issues and that was a big reason to, to propose the class and that was a big reason with even getting into coaching was seeing these kids having these body image issues and not knowing what to do you know they just do the juice cleanse thing that they heard about that might help them drop a few pounds or they're trying every other everything under the sun that they see online and that's the big driving force to starting this to kind of help people get to their goals know why they're doing what they want to do versus just walking around like, okay, I give up, I quit. You know, I tried this thing for a little bit, it didn't work. So there must be something wrong with me. And they just quit on the idea. So, yeah. yeah. Dude, I love that. Like, I, I love that because like, you're actually teaching them like real information. You are actually practicing this. You know, you, you actually, you're an actual coach. So you actually use this in real life and you're teaching them practical application. Like I've taken a good amount of nutrition classes in terms of like edu like formal education um like high school and college i think like obviously middle school we have like the basic ones but you learn like the food pyramid which isn't even relevant anymore yeah then you have i took one in uh i think i took one in high school i don't even know and then college we actually took a, a real it was a sports nutrition course and the professor was the registered dietitian for all of the athletes at the school at, at uconn um, so she worked clinically. So that was awesome. Like she, she gave us real information. She had us actually write like client prescriptions and like be very detailed with it. So that was like the first time, like, like before I started even like coaching at all, I had to even do that. And it's like using just that information 
the basics that we're taught when we're younger, it's like, so it's not like practical. It's There's like zero. People, yeah. yeah. Zero application. I mean, I know our freshman health curriculum is nutrition and exercise. You know, like carbohydrates, carbohydrates are, and they're just kind of saying these things yeah. and not saying it in a way that somebody can understand why these types of carbs are different than these types of carbs. And, and it's, and even I was at a department meeting last week and uh, somebody was drinking an energy, an adult was drinking an energy drink and some gym teacher, physical educator uh, made a comment about him drinking it. I'm like, I'm on the record saying this is fine for him to drink. Like it's not the end of the oh. world for this guy, this adult to drink an energy drink. You know, yeah. if he's drinking four of these a day and it's getting him through his day, then there's other issues, underlying issues that he's going to have to address. But they, these people, no, they're bad for you. Well, tell me what's bad. They, 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 just, they just are, they're just bad for you. And I'm like, mm. okay, if you can't explain what's bad about it, then shut up. <laughs> I just like, yeah. I'm here to say da, 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 he's fine. He can drink this thing. Like what's bad. Uh, and they, they don't know what's bad. Yeah. Again, everything is dose dependent. You know, we can't, uh, we can't ignore that, but in and of itself, one energy drink one day, it's not killing this guy. Yeah. It's, it's about like balance. Um, and like explaining like why something's technically quote unquote good or bad. Like if people can't answer why, then maybe not listen to their, their advice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then they're the, they're the teachers that are teaching this stuff, like demonizing things potentially to these freshmen in high school. Now, should a freshman in high school be drinking two, three monsters a day? No. But yeah, if you, if you just say they're bad, the kid's going to ignore you and just be like, whatever. But if you can explain a little bit more about the difference between having one, when you're having it, why you're having it, is this a regular basis? Are you having the multiple, multiple times a day and explaining that then somebody might start to look at their intake of these things a little bit different. You know, if you actually understand a little bit more about it, but we have these teachers, this, that, blah, 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 <clears throat> you know, but I don't know. I'm still fine with labeling things as bad. That was one of my posts this past week. Yeah. I saw that. I um, that. You know, it's like, yeah, things are bad. It's okay to have a little bad. It's okay yeah. to have a little bad in your life. It's uh, it's not the end of the world. But this idea that like McDonald's burger is not, not bad. Yeah. Like don't label foods. Why? <laughs> like, yeah. We know alcohol is bad for us. I'm still going to have a drink. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're human. Like we're not going to be perfect. Like honestly, like the more, the more I, the more experience I get, the more research I do, like just the more I find out, the more I'm like, these are bad foods. Like, like I don't yeah. eat, I just cut, I, I don't want certain foods. Like, the more I realize how much it affects you, like people don't realize that our products, like our, our cleaning products, our girls, women that wear makeup, like that's affecting our testosterone levels, our estrogen levels, yeah. like not necessarily like that's, that's like a main cause, but that's definitely, it plays a significant role. So I'm like really trying to eat like just whole foods. Uh, I'm slowly cleaning out like my products and switching to like clean products. But like, again, we're human. So like, if you like, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, there's a way to incorporate that because we're human. Like, but if that's becoming like a, a normal thing, then it's not okay. And people need to understand like why it's quote unquote good or bad or why it is good or bad, you know, like, and people don't, there's like no balance nowadays. Like people really struggle with that. Yeah. And it's tough too, you know? when we say things like everything in moderation, but what is moderation? Yeah. You know, a lot of the people who are really struggling with their weight 
they obviously don't have moderation. They might yeah. think that they're, I'm, I am, I am. Well, no, you're not, you know, you're not in moderation with these things yeah. if you're a hundred pounds overweight. So it's, it's even more important where we can explain different things, kind of open their eyes to some of this stuff so that maybe, Hey, you track your intake. You'll find out real quick. If you have any moderation in your diet, do you even have any moderation in the amount of calories that you're taking in? Like I'm only doing McDonald's once a day <laughs> instead mm -hmm. of whatever, but still, I mean, you're not in moderation uh, yeah. once a day for the, for the most part, most people are not going and getting one hamburger from McDonald's and leaving for 300 yeah. calories, you know, but yeah, there's bad stuff. There is bad stuff. And like you were saying, like, okay, one McDonald's burger a day is not in moderation, but maybe they were eating McDonald's every single day for three meals. You know, that's a yeah. significant improvement. Yes. And we were sort of talking like before the before recording about like, just like small habits and like making small changes. Yeah. And I think that's what I want to talk about because like, I think nowadays it's, the, especially with social media, like people get this idea that you can get results for a business, for weight loss, like for building muscle, like whatever overnight. And it's like become people now have like unrealistic expectations of what it means to actually achieve a real worthwhile goal. Um, and like, I always, people always think that there's like one magic step that's going to bring them forward. Like, Oh, I, I did this. Now I'm set or I did this. That's what I'm missing. Oh, that's yes. what I'm missing. That one thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's not it. It's, it's a combination of small wins every single day. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I always I kinda, talk about, go Oh, go ahead. No, you no, no, go ahead. Good. You got, I'll remember. You're the guest. You're you go first. <laughs> I was just talking about if you're not currently doing it, it's not too little. And what you're saying, yeah. even beyond these, these quick results, that's why I don't really, I don't, I've, it's been for absolutely forever since I've posted any before and after picture. I don't like before and after pictures because it's instant. You see the before picture, you see the after picture. So now mm. these people don't realize that was a year. They don't realize the hard work, the, maybe the tears that went into it, the, you know, the things that they overcame uh, to get to that. Mm. So I, I'm not a fan of before and after. I think there's value to it. I think that they can be on there, but I think the story needs to be stressed with any of these before and after pictures. I think it's nice to see, Hey, I, my body does look kind of like this before picture. So I, it is possible that I can have this after picture, but I've talked about before too, where you see these people who they lose a bunch of weight and they have all this muscle to show. So now the average person thinks when, if they lose a bunch of weight, they're going to look like that. Well, that person who has all this muscle to show has been training a certain way. You're yeah. not going to get that muscle going to orange theory six days a week. You know, like there's years of training that you are able to reveal by shedding the body fat. So even that, people have these un unrealistic expectations, but if you're not currently doing it, it's not too little is a huge thing to understand because people go too extreme with something because they think they need to do something extreme to get an extreme result. And it is short-lived. They quit, yeah. they get burnt out, whether it's physically or psychologically. So they're out of the game. And then they think, well, I can't do it. I can't mm -hmm. do it. I don't know how that person did it. I can't do this. So now they think they're not capable. And my whole mm -hmm. thing is everybody is capable. It's on all my shirts. Everybody is capable. You are capable. But having realistic expectations, understanding that small steps are the way to get there. Because yes. as you start to do mm -hmm. these little things, then it just becomes a part of your life. If you're trying to go against everything in you, 
to completely overhaul your life at 40 years old. You've been living a certain way. You try to completely overhaul that. Let's just say it does work. Well, once you get to that goal, what do you think that person's going to do? They haven't really built actual habits they enjoy. They painfully yes. got out there. So now they're going to go right back to, to old ways at a certain point. Uh, but when you do these little things that don't seem like much, they just become a part of your life. And then those are those staples that are always there. No matter how bad things are going, I have staples of there's protein in each of my meals, staples of movement, staples of water um, intake. So those staples will carry you through when you do kind of maybe, you know, have bad seasons in life where things are crazy and stressful and you can't be as intense with it as maybe you once were. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I, I want to comment on a couple of things, but yeah. um, the before and afters, like I, like I, I post before and afters, but it's not like mm -hmm. all I post, but I always try to incorporate like more than just like the physical aspect. Like I hate people are so focused on the scale. Like it pisses me off yeah. because like I weigh, like, for example, me, like I weigh like 15 pounds heavier than I was like six months ago, but I look significantly better. So yeah. like, why do I care about the weight, you know, or like, I'll have clients, like their weight will be like 10 pound difference and they look significantly different. I'm like, what do you, what does it matter if your weight went down only 10 pounds, you look significantly better, right? Like that's only one part of the entire picture. And you've been saying like, there's a whole story behind it. So, and I focus a lot on like, for my coaching, I focus a lot on like mindset and really getting my clients to enjoy the entire process of self-development because I, one, I think that's the you know, whole point of life. If you're just com being complacent all like your whole life, like what's the point? Like yeah. you didn't do anything, you know, you didn't serve yeah. anyone else and you literally just did the same thing for 50 years. Like how is that yeah. beneficial to you or anyone, you know, but if, if you can enjoy the journey and find like those little wins every single day, you're going to one, see better results, but you're two, you're going to have a much better life. And then you're going to start seeing that translate into other areas of your life. Like I, I love fitness because for me, it's, it's, it's been the gateway for me to see like my potential. Like I've learned discipline and dedication and pushing through tough times, like through fitness, especially with bodybuilding. And it's really helped me in like every other area of my life with relationships and sticking to it and, and working through it and communicating or, um, you know, like with business or whatever, like there's a lot of really like very important, like life lessons that you can learn Absolutely. through this. And if yeah, you're the gym just, is a huge life lesson thing. Yeah. Oh my God. hundred yeah. percent. And if you're just there to look for quick results, like that's not who I want to work with because not only I, I want people I want to work with people that are like genuinely care and they want to be better, but you have to look at the after after picture because yeah. you see so many results, especially from like awful coaches and they might have gotten great results from the before and after, but then I'm curious, well, how is that client doing now a year later? Did yeah. they maintain the weight? Did they gain the weight back? Did they gain more weight back? How's their health? How's their thyroid function? Are they, having, happy? Like, are they happy? <laughs> you, know? you know, like that's kind of important. Yeah. Like those are conversations that I'm always having with somebody. If they, there might be a few weeks or a month where there's not any scale progress, but they're like really enjoying their weekends. They're enjoying their life. And they're in a happy place, happier than they were before. 
that stuff's huge. I mean, because at the, at the end of the day, somebody who wants a physical transformation, the reason they want that is because they picture that person with that body that they want. They picture them being happier mm -hmm. because they're able to do more things. They're more confident. And where does that confidence come from? Not from an instant transformation. No. You see somebody who drastically loses weight and they still are picturing themselves as that fat kid, you know, but the person who does put that time in and really develops these healthy staples in their life, that's what builds the confidence. Meeting, showing up for yourself is what builds the confidence. So again, when somebody sets these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations, they don't get confident because they don't meet this unrealistic expectation where they're like, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week, 4 a.m. And then as soon as they can't show up to that appointment that they've set with themselves, I'm a failure. I'm a loser. Mm. So set the bar low, achievable things. That's what's going to build confidence. Mm. Then you can build momentum from there. Yeah. Like I always say that like your comfort zone, you grow outside of your comfort zone, but your comfort zone is consistently growing as long as you're pushing yeah. yourself. So just like you said, like set the bar low is basically the same thing. It's just go a little bit out of your comfort zone yep. and then you're going to evolve. That's now you're now that whatever you just did is now part of your comfort zone. Okay, cool. Yeah. So go a little bit more out of your comfort zone. And it's like those baby steps that that's what matters, Yeah, you know, and people that have been doing this for like 10 plus years, their comfort zone is very different from someone who's been doing this for a year. Yeah. You know, but they're consistently pushing themselves. Like for me, like I look back eight years ago, my workouts were so like not good. Like I thought I was going hard and I wasn't, I thought I was being consistent and I wasn't. And now it's like my warm up sets are like my top sets from eight years ago. Like literally, like in terms of the weight and also intensity. And now it's like, I get anxious before like leg days because I know how hard I've got to push. Like I have to now go yeah. outside of my comfort zone. I've consistently been building that comfort zone up for years. And now it's like, I'm about to go kill myself at the gym. Yeah. Like, but that's my, you know, that's, you, you know, you know, that feeling that you're going to have afterwards. And so yes. no matter how dreadful the people who do make it a lifestyle, like you were saying, and who enjoy the process. So I just heard Sal Stefano from mind pump saying, and I don't know if it was his, saying or if he was saying somebody else is saying but the person who's walking to get to the desk the person who enjoys walking will go further than the person who's just walking to get to a destination oh 100 you know so it's 100%. exactly what you were saying about enjoying the process and you're not going to enjoy every moment you know charlie day from always sunny in philadelphia you ever watch that no the tv you never oh it's like i watch like I never watch movies or show. I mean, I do, but I just like yeah. watch the same one. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like the longest running sitcom. And it was like the cheesiest show when it started. This guy created the show because he was getting rejected from uh, every audition that he was going on. He was given this commencement speech at like an honorary degree from his college um, a bunch of years ago. And the one thing he said, which I love the line, don't do what makes you happy, do what makes you great. And he's like, I wasn't happy getting rejected from auditions. I wasn't happy having to put all this work in for blah, 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 you know, but he continued to do it because he knew that that's what he would be great at. And, and yeah. it's the same thing with this type of stuff. You're not going to, the people who, who train, you're, you're very rarely looking forward to a workout. At least that's yeah. my experience. I'm very rare. I'm not, I'm not ever like, yeah, let's go push myself to the point of exhaustion yeah but i know the feeling afterwards you know that's even yeah. what i said to my son he, he started uh the spring swim season and he was like i don't want to go i don't want to go and then afterwards he's like he gets in the car he's like ah i feel so good 
I just feel so good getting done. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, remember this the next time there's practice and you don't feel like going. Remember this feeling right now of how you yeah. feel afterwards. You know, it's a total mental health thing for me. I would go crazy yeah. uh, not working out. But if I never worked out, I wouldn't know how much working out helped me. Yeah. You know, so people who aren't doing it at all, they don't even realize how good they could feel hurting yeah. themselves. Potentially, yeah. You know, getting uncomfortable. Getting uncomfortable. Yeah, getting uncomfortable. Yeah, I think, I think the more, I think the best advice I can give someone is get uncomfortable. Yeah, because comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, but it's like people always ask for like, oh, what's the next thing I can do? What's the next thing I do? I feel like the, the you write down what you're scared of doing, big or small, and do those things. Like pick one thing because that's what that I have this literally tattooed on me. Like everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And I like firmly believe that. And so that's my I new really, business name. Yeah. The other side, the other side lifestyle, check out oh, other side lifestyle.com. You can get some merch. Um, but yeah, other side, cause for exactly that, there's a whole other side to life. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, this podcast is about. That's it's literally what it's about. It's about unleashing your potential, unleashing your champion. Like Stop living on the side of comfort and embrace the discomfort, embrace self-development. You know, that's what the whole point of this is. I'm so sorry. This dog is, dog, okay. well, she likes, I don't know. She just doesn't like to, she's not a bark. She just whines. That sounds awful. Yeah. It's like a new person in the gym right there. Yeah. But even, even beyond like getting uh, to that place, like some people, it's like the fear, they don't even recognize maybe like the fear right off the bat for some people just going to the gym so just mm -hmm. showing up is a big fear so go to the gym and just walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes and leave get there just to get into the habit of showing up you know we can't always be trying we don't have enough willpower this is something i talked about last week in my facebook group nobody has the willpower you know so you have to create certain habits and then get used to these feelings and get used to this stuff because if you're trying to fight everything in you to do something you're eventually going to quit. So let's try to create some habits. You're afraid to go to the gym, show up, walk on the treadmill and just watch people, see how people are using the equipment, get used to showing up. And then that becomes not that big of a deal. Go and walk for 10 minutes. Chances are you're not going to walk for 10 and leave. Chances are you're going to walk for a little bit longer. You know, and then once that yeah. becomes a routine for you, now let's get uncomfortable and get off that treadmill and go over to, a, to a, one of the machines that you've been watching people use. So you feel a little bit more confident using it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's creating these habits, but just showing up is really uncomfortable for a lot of people mm -hmm. So just show up. You don't have to go and do any, you don't have to know what you're doing. Just walk and watch. Yeah. It's also why you hire a coach and they help you. Yeah. That's another option yeah. as well, which we would encourage, <laughs> Yeah. you know, less thinking. Um, yeah, so sorry, my room and walk in. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, so like people ask me, like, oh, how's your coaching work? You know, like, what's your program? And it's not like a program, it's just everyone's so different, so it depends yeah. on each person. But like, I have clients that are competing in bodybuilding competitions, I have ones that are, are have been doing this for eight years and they're just wanting to go to the next level, and I've got a few that are very beginner and they're like their programming initially is going to be extremely different from someone else. Like theirs might be just, let's get your food up to this amount. At least let's eat a little bit more protein or it might just be like, let's eat more whole foods and let's 
not even going to the gym yet. Let's just start walking, you know, versus a bodybuilder where I'm going to say, you need to push that set way harder. Uh, we need to make sure we're getting eight hours of sleep every single night. And we are not cheating every single, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a very different standard because their comfort zone is very different They're but they're still going, they're still just doing that 1% above their comfort zone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What is it? It never gets easier. You just get more used to it. Like yeah. the train. I mean, like even like with CrossFit or something, I mean, it might be slower the first time you do a workout, you're still beating yourself up over it and then you get better and better, but it still doesn't get easier. You just yeah. get better. You know, the weights go up, <laughs> you know, the intensity goes up. It's never easier unless it's a deload week. I don't have an easy workout, you know, but some, some, it's a fun feeling though. Once you do get used to that, that, that feeling of fear going into a workout, you know, there's, there's, there are those workouts. You're like, I'm excited about this workout just to see how I do, but I'm also afraid because it's going to suck. Mm -hmm. And then that feeling where you're like, you impress yourself afterwards. It's like, yeah, Damn, I actually did that whole thing unbroken. I wasn't expecting that. And it's just a feeling that you'll never have unless you're actually willing to put yourself out of that comfort zone. Yeah. I was, uh, do you listen to Joe Rogan and or Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Not like their podcast, but I love any clips that I hear from either okay. one of those two. Yeah. Same. I love Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. The best. I just started actually listening to Joe Rogan's podcast because they're so long, but yeah. I've been listening to like clip it's like every morning I listen to something like motivational when I'm making breakfast. So I've been putting on his first I did him and David Goggins. I love David Goggins. He's my favorite okay. person ever. And then I've been listening to the first one of the episodes of uh, Joe Rogan and Jordan, Pe Jordan Peterson. Now I'm listening to the second one. And something that Jordan was saying was Jordan Peterson was saying what's well, cause he's educated in psychology. I think he's, yeah. he's got a PhD in psychology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was saying how like he'll have people come to him and like ask questions on like advice about something. And he's like, the thing is you want to do is it's not about giving them like some big step to take. Like we were just saying, it's about giving them like the, the biggest or like a small step that they can take and, and be consistent with it. Yes. And if they can stick with that, then that's when you, you up the intensity of whatever the task is. And if he was saying that, like, you'll actually see that their physiology changes, like their, their genes, like change every time they're able to like do something new that's like out of their comfort zone and like stick with it. And so I think it's pretty cool. And my last podcast episode I did like last week with my friend, Angie, we were talking about like literally quantum physics and how like your mind and your thoughts affect your body and how it like, it literally changes. And so it's pretty cool to have him like say that and basically just reiterate that like, it's your habits and your emotions and your thoughts. <laughs> um, they like really do affect like your whole physiology and like how your body is like functioning. And, um, it's just really cool. I think like understanding that like really helps with like staying consistent with, with those habit building, you know what I'm saying? Now you're muted. Now you're still muted. I'm muted. I was muted. It's My okay. son came in. Um, okay. yeah, no, that's absolutely because then it becomes that habit and then you don't have to fight yourself so much. Yeah. in terms of just you're showing up but then yeah you build from there yeah and that's what i think a lot of people miss they yeah. want to just overhaul their entire life yeah and it just doesn't work that way it's not sustainable you know no no because you're not going to be able to meet all those expectations of a complete life overhaul 
yeah. you know, and then even just setting up your surroundings in a better way. That's, I think, a big thing that people miss as they're trying to do some kind of a life change is that they're not changing their environment at all. You know, they're keeping things the same and then trying to fight themselves, you know, and then even like the generational stuff. I talk about a lot, a lot of this with, with the clients and when I do my good vibes challenge, like you're struggling with food and movement issues and all this. And a part of the reason you're still struggling with it is because you're providing these garbage food snacks for your kids. So they're in the house and then you end up eating those things. Then what do you think your kid's going to do when they're an adult? They're going to have the same battles, the same struggles, you know, like make those things that you're trying to avoid more difficult. Why do you have a half gallon of ice cream in the house? If you know, you're going to crush that half gallon, make it an event, go out and get ice cream. If you really want the ice cream, mm -hmm. you know, go out and get a snack bag sized chips. You don't need to have a pantry full of snack food. Well, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Well, how are you setting them up? Ooh. Well, my question is, if you know how important it is to fuel your body correctly and take care of your health, why are you giving your kids shit food? Exactly. All the time. And be, well, the, the big, the reason is having a kid is because it's easier to shut them up, you know, but <laughs> if you don't have that stuff there, you don't have to have that battle. You know, mm -hmm. it becomes like people's lives, especially if they have multiple kids, it's so busy. It's like, okay, just get the waffles, get the, you know, toaster waffles and microwave pancakes. And it's just like quick fire. Uh, and then those kids taste those things, then they want it more. And then you're going to try to say, no, no, no. And then how many issues do people have around food? Because their parents are telling them, I think you've had enough. I think you've had enough. I think you've had enough. And now the kids hiding food, sneaking snacks dealing with these issues later in life, feeling insecure, like what's wrong with my body? Why do my parents keep telling me that I've had enough? How come they don't tell my brother who's really skinny that he's had enough, mm. you know? And like, there's all kinds of that more, um, you know, insecurities and, and, and body issues. So it is, it's a cycle that they're perpetuating just because they're trying to like be the cool parent or they're making it easier on themselves, you know? So that's where I think a lot of people they selfishly, they want it to be easier for them. And then they're setting their kids up to be really screwed up. Mm. Yeah. So like, obviously I'm not a parent. So a part of me is like, when I have kids, they're eating all whole foods and that's it. Well, that's not true. They're going to get some treats, but yeah. How, cause you're a parent, obviously. So how would yeah. you, and you have, he's an athlete. Hendrix is an athlete. So Starts rugby tonight. Yeah. First time Maybe. ever. Yeah. Nine-year-old rugby Ooh, flag rugby. Yeah. We'll see how fun. it goes. I love rugby and flag football. And just so I was just glad he picked that over baseball. I do not want to go to baseball games. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to hang out with baseball parents. Like we get it. You were good in high school. Let it go. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's funny. Um, okay. So, say, huh? I was, yeah, I, I cut you off. You were going to say, Oh, no, you're good. I get really excited when I talk sometimes. So I tend to interrupt people. So if I no, do I that, just, you. okay, no, you're fine. Um, but okay. So for parents are listening and they do have kids, how, what are, what's some advice you would give them in terms of like, Oh, my kids always crave like ice cream and, and cookies and stuff. Like what's some advice you would give them to kind of clean up the diet, but not make the kid miserable. Yeah. I mean, for me, we got into a thing. I don't know how old he was, but we were doing those pancakes and the eggo waffles and things like that. Now my wife grew up like that was like a whole love language thing. Like her dad was always feeding her, you know, stuff like everything revolved around food. Um, so she wants to show that love as well with food and snacks and desserts and things. So it's tough. 
but we got into that and then that's all he was asking for. So I'm like, we're not getting this stuff anymore. And then when he asked for it, we don't have it. Well, now he can't keep asking for it because it's not there. You know, so I at least create the staple now in the morning. Uh, you, you have a choice. I, I would say give your kids choices, let them make choices, but give them reasonable choices. So it's like, mm -hmm. hey, you can have oatmeal or eggs. And you get up early enough to be able to make that. It does not take that long. When people are like, I don't have time to make eggs. I'm like, how yeah. long does it take you to make eggs? <laughs> I know. I don't even get it. It's like, <laughs> it's like five minutes. It doesn't take that long. So those are his choices. Mm. You know, we pack lunch instead of him buying lunch. Every now and then we let him buy lunch. Um, and, and it's just exposing them to as much of these real foods as possible, minimizing the snacks that are in the house. And he verbalizes it. I mean, he's nine years old. He's like, when I see that, if I see there's Oreos out or some, or any kind of snack, he's like, I just want to eat it. Like, can you just like hide it, put it somewhere? You know, but if it's not there, they're not going to be asking. If you have yeah. staples, you, just like we talked about setting up staples in your own life, you have to have certain staples. You know, if you're feeding your kids cereal in the morning, these kids are getting no protein throughout yeah. the day i mean chicken nuggets is the only protein some of these kids are getting you know but once they get to understand that these foods are engineered to make everybody adults and kids come back for more yes you're hijacking yes. them yes. at a young age so to really minimize the stuff that's in the house there's no reason you know that when they're out of the house they're going to be getting things that you're not sure of so if you can control the controllables in the house they can still have those things then you don't shame the kid for having it because you do see that too where Somebody's yeah. so healthy at home, and then they're like yelling at their parents, yeah. you know, the grandparent. Don't feed my kid that. I can't believe you oh, ate yeah. that. And they're shaming the kid for having a snack or this or that. Or hey, no, if you're gonna hang out with them, you're not allowed to have the pizza. Or you're not allowed to have this. Like, let them have that stuff, but but create staples at home around as much real food as you can. I mean, he was eating a tomato the other day like it was an apple. It was weird. Was a <laughs> weirdo. But I mean, he just wants the house <laughs> junk food all the time. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But we attempt to control the environment as much as we can at home, knowing he's going to have crappy stuff out the, outside the house and knowing he still gets snacks and things here in the house. I don't know if that's yeah. very helpful, but. No, I think that was helpful. I mean, basically you were yeah. saying what we we're just saying before is just do it in moderation. Like you're the parent. So you're in charge of what you buy at the store, buy an 85, 90% whole foods, find recipes that taste good. Like it's really not that complicated. But and maybe it, it's hard at first finding recipes, but like, I really enjoy the foods I eat. Like you got to just be creative with it. You know, it's not to be chicken and rice and broccoli. Like that's boring yeah. and, and have that's them, not realistic. Yeah. And have them make it. Like I'm teaching yeah. them how to make eggs when they're part of the process of making the food. They're a little bit more open to eating the food, you know? Yeah. So if you're just totally not involving them in it, then you know, it's no good. You know, you can feed, you can get them some micronutrients by making some smoothies. You know, throw spinach in there, throw a little, peppermint extract and tell the kid it's a shamrock shake you know you could do yeah. things in uh in healthier ways that can be snacks and then to not not everything has to be celebrated with food yes you know if somebody accomplishes if my kid accomplishes something maybe the celebration is going to dave and busters to play video games maybe <clears throat> it's not pizza yeah and ice cream not everything has to be rewarded with food dude i i agree i think that's like it's so common nowadays like it's just like a, a thing like oh yeah we so, you, you did a great job on this food yeah and <clears throat> i personally do think that food has a time and place to be celebrated like holidays and i don't know i think it's time and place for it absolutely um but it's when it becomes like a habit that's it's an issue 
So like you said, like David Buster's, you could do like rock climbing. You could go for a hike. You could do like a family game night. Like that's so fun. Um, having do like a a cook, it could be even like a, just a family dinner night where you're cooking the food together, like tacos or homemade pizza. Like that's so fun. Um, you know, She's dying. Sorry, She's dying. She's coughing. She's dying. Me to myself. Right? Yeah. I <laughs> uh, had like a cough in my throat. Nothing exciting. <laughs> but yeah, I think like it's it's just the small habits. Like everything I'm talking about, we're not talking about anything significant to do. We're saying like, hey, start eating cleaner foods. Hey, start switching out uh, celebrations for with at the dinner to go do something else that's not food related. Or, you know, like start switching out like the Oreos for like frozen grapes. I don't know. Like there's, it's just the small habits and I'm not sure I'm going with that, but. Yeah, but I I think that because people, they can't be under, that can't be underestimated. You know, so anybody who's listening, it's easy to, to even no matter how much we beat it to death to think that's still not enough to actually make change. I mean, I had a client lose. We were talking about before this, she lost 60 pounds in a year, a little bit under a year. She didn't work out at all. She just walked and she has not missed a day in, of, of walking in over a year. She still to this day still walks every single day. That's all she's done. And now she's at the point where she's like, I want to start going to the gym and she's attempting to create time in her schedule. It's very difficult with her schedule, her husband's schedule, her kids schedules. It's very difficult to find the time, you know, so but she's starting to crave that. Now, imagine if that was right off the bat and she wasn't ready for yeah. it. She might have quit a long time ago, you know, but just creating yeah. the habit of walking, which most people think is worthless. Oh, my God. I walk all the time. Like, I'm trying to go for walks, like, <clears throat> two times a day. Like, I love walking. It's so yeah. – I just love it. Yeah. And um, and you know you I, love it because you do say. it. You would never know yeah. that you loved it if you I didn't know. do it. You know, days when I, I just, don't like it. Yeah. But it's like you feel good afterwards. I and mean, when I do like the, the good vibes challenge thing, part of it's a 30 minute walk every day. I'm changing it up this next time to three 10 minute walks. But that became one of the things that everybody talked about. I love my time. And it's and I talked to them about this is not about burning calories or anything. Like this. this is your time for you to get maybe away from the chaoticness of life. And this is your time to just watch and look and observe and smell and just, it's a mental health thing. And if you can do it during the day in the sun, there's these benefits to it and blah, 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 blah. But they wouldn't know that they enjoyed walking until they actually did the walking. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I was going to say, but I feel like, I talk to a lot of people and like, I hear a lot, like I feel lost or I feel stuck. And I feel like we tend to look for, like I said, like this big one action to take to change or, or you're like, I'm not good at anything. Or they say like, I don't like anything. I'm like, well, if you tried this, you've done this. I'm like, Oh no. So how do you know you do or don't like it? How do you know you're good or bad at it? And also like most things you start off and you're not good at it. So using, I don't like excuses. I don't, I don't use them, but people that say like, oh, I'm not good at it or I don't like X, Y, Z. It's like, well, did you even try it? Like you're, you're, you're usually not really good at something. You first start, usually don't like something you don't, you're not good at. Yeah. You know, 
So I think yeah, I see that just being a gym teacher with high school kids yeah. and they start playing like pickleball. They're like, this is so stupid. I'm like, you feel that it's I go, it's not stupid. Something cannot be stupid. I go, how if, yeah. if, if that's stupid, then nobody would like it. It's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, right now you don't like because you're not good. And then it's so funny when like you force these kids to do it, and then they start getting good at it. Like, this is awesome. Like they love these new games that they never played before once they start getting good at it. So what you said is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, what are some, like, I want to go back to you teaching, um, like a health class. So what are some, like, what are some like funny things you've heard the kids say about nutrition or just like ridiculous things that they they maybe have heard? I mean, it's all the same stuff that the adults, you know, the, the, whether it's keto or this, I mean, I, it's more like not even funny. I mean, I got this one student while in the middle of her lacrosse season decided to do like a detox thing because she had, I think it was lacrosse in the spring because it was like spring break or senior trips coming up and she wanted to like lose a few pounds for it. This is detox. She like passed out on the field, having all these like a juice cleanse detox. Yeah. So not even yeah. a detox, like not, not an actual detox, but, and it's like sad, you know, you're like, yeah. you're, you're focusing so much on this that you're like passing out on the field, headaches, nauseous, like you feel terrible. You're in the middle of a season. You're supposed to be focused on performance and you're worrying about uh, getting into that. But fu- I don't know. I can't think of anything funny when it comes to uh, the high school <laughs> people. And it's funny sometimes when they tell me like they know something. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Just because your 20 year old friend did that, <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that this is like the, the end all to everything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish I had something good for you. I don't know. I'm surprised. Like, Cause when I was at the high school and at the college, so I had, I had a list of like funny quotes that they would say, like, they all knew about it. Like the teachers knew about it. The coaches, like I would like write down like funny quotes that they'd say, or like even sometimes like c- coaches would say, um, and it was like hilarious. Like some of them weren't related to obviously food or nutrition, some of just random yeah. things, but like I had a whole running list of it. I still have it. I did that early in my teacher career, <laughs> writing some stuff down. I taught 10th grade. And the only one I remember is this kid was like looking out the way. He's like, look at that guy out there walking on the ground. I'm like, where else would he be walking? Like, it was just weird that he added the word on the ground at the end of yeah. that sentence. <laughs> the guy out there doing walking on the ground. Like, that's where you walk. What do you, what do you mean? You should oh just say he's out there walking. But that's the only one I can remember. But yeah, they definitely say stupid some stuff. Some funny stuff. I have some good <laughs> ones. I have some really good ones. I have to bust that. that list out. I have it. I could find it real quick. Um, well, like one was like, they were, I'm trying to think like, okay. So I was like, this is like not related to nutrition, but I was like in the athletic training room. I have like an ice machine for like injury ice. Yeah. Um, and one of the football kids like walked in, he was like, he just, we were just like talking about like his practice or something. And, uh, the ice machine, like dropped a bunch of ice. You could like, you could, like hear it. It's like very loud. Yeah. He's like, whoa what was that and I was like it's the ice machine he was like wait so it makes ice I was like yes <laughs> he's like oh I just thought you like go to the store before every practice and like bought ice and put it in there and we would call that a cooler <laughs> I was like no <laughs> not an ice machine yeah <laughs> so that was like I mean, one teaching kids how to drive there's some stuff that goes on when I used to do the behind the wheel this one kid was a nightmare. It was like, I, 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 we would miss turns. He didn't realize, like, if we're making a right, you got to get in the right lane. It was like, every time? Yeah, 
every time you're making a right, you got to be in the right lane. Like the kid could not figure this stuff out. Oh like green gosh. arrow. All right. When the green arrow comes up, you can go. Green arrow comes up. Go. Dude, you got to go. I'm Is it my, I can go. Yeah. You're the only one that can go. It's a green arrow. So some of those, those things ending up on front lawns, getting in accidents. Those were uh, interesting days. She's looking up Dude, quotes. I'm trying to look up like funny quotes now. Oh, um, okay. I found some. Some of them are just so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So, okay. One of my, uh, it's my co one of the college athlete. He's like a track runner, like really good. Um, if he listened to this, he would know I was talking about him too. <laughs> But um, I was educating one time. He was like, I want to learn about anatomy. So I was like teaching him like the quad muscles and from muscles of the quad and like stuff like that. And um, I was like, what's the fourth quad? Oh, I was like, the fourth muscle is called rectus femoris. And he was like, oh, like rascal flats. I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Good memory tool. All right. <laughs> like rascal flats. Yeah. Or I was like pointing to your calf and I was like, what muscle is that? He's like, that's glocnemius. <laughs> Gastrocnemius so gastroc <laughs> is so funny. The other ones you're Smith and Wesson. Oh my god. Some of them are just like they're funny, but you kind of have to be there. So okay. yeah, yeah. But yeah, some yeah, ridiculous it's stuff. Interesting. Some funny stuff. Yeah, they're uh they're interesting. I yeah. like it though. I don't oh, hate too. it yet. I'll leave if I hate it, but uh until then I'll keep doing it. No. Um, all right. And I have one more question about <clears throat> you said body image is um definitely an issue in like high school and like obviously that that's I've seen that a lot too but I want to ask you like why do you think what do you think are some of the factors that have like led to a lot of negative body image especially in like younger kids when I teach my actual health class I always start off um the the market here with if senior health if you could pick what senior health was about what would you pick and most of the time it's like this even split between like nutrition like they want to understand more about it also too i'm sure that they ask because they know that i'm into this stuff um and then also they want to talk about anxiety stress depression mm -hmm. so we do spend a decent amount of time talking about that when i ask them why or i, I ask this question do you think that that life is more stressful now or do you think that kids your age have more anxiety now than when your parents were in high school, just to see what you think. And if so, why? And they all say the same thing, social media, and they can't, they still can't let it go. They still can't not be on it. You know, we talk about this. If you know that this is the root of your anxiety and their body image issues, and they specifically say that they're insecure with their bodies, the you know, Instagram's a big reason. Why, why are you on it? You know, and they, uh, they can't get off of it. You know, they just, it's just part of their culture. There's that rare, rare kid who's not on social media, but they're just all on there and they're following these accounts. Cause I guess that morbid curiosity and what's going on. And they just compare themselves uh, to these people's bodies. And no matter what, even when you have those accounts that are showing all their imperfections, they still will focus on the pictures where they do look really good mm -hmm. or they just still will focus on those, those things. And I, I try to talk to them because there's a lot of people they'll follow maybe even fitness accounts that are supposed to help inspire them, but it just makes them feel worse about themselves. Mm. So stop following those people. If you're following yeah. them and you're actually like taking tips from them and putting them in the place. Great. But if you're following them 
as this fitspiration and you, all you're thinking about is how your body doesn't look like them and stop following them, mm. you know, but they, they're <clears throat> unwilling. I'd say most people are unwilling to, to stop following that stuff. Yeah. It's, I think social media has a lot of really great benefits. Like I do like social media, but like the day I spent a few days, like I, I've really limited my social media time. Like maybe I was on for like 20 minutes and I felt so good those few days. Yeah. So like for me, like I do not go on social media the first half hour of my day, last half of the day, like stuff like that. Every like month or so I'll go on like an unfollow spree. Not like, oh, I don't like yeah. this person. They suck. But it's like, oh, are you adding value? Are you adding value to my life? Not really. Yeah. Or are you a negative person? Because sometimes you find people you're like, oh, I'm not really a fan of this. Um, so unfollowing and then muting people like if you want to still follow them and but mute them, you can do that. So that way the things don't come up. Yeah. You know, and then they don't know, they don't know you muted them. Yeah. So those are things you can do. Um, so I wanted to mention really quick, cause you brought this up social media. So there's an account, um, his name is goob underscore you too. I think he's a bodybuilding coach and he, um, been following him for a little bit, but he recently he's been doing like a, he's basically been like doing like reels on like exposing fitness frauds or just okay. like things in on social media, people that have a high influence on in fitness and he's been like sh shutting people out on who's photoshopping and okay. people that like in bodybuilding on the top stage in the world on the Olympia, like they're photoshopping their waist, they're photoshopping, making their arms look bigger. Like it's, it's happening and people don't realize it. And so that's, it's sad how common it is. Like people I look up to, I was like, Oh my God, that person was photoshopping and he, he puts like two red lines. So you can see if something's like supposed to be straight and it's curved, okay, like you okay. can tell. Yeah. yeah. Or, and he was like, I just think, and he's doing it from like a good place, like just to genuinely show that like they're Photoshopping, you know, yeah. and, but it's not good because like people look up to these people. I look up to these people and you're being shown false information, like unrealistic information. Like your waist is not that small. Your biceps are not that big. Like, yeah. So I think what's important too. And you even mentioned like the whole before and afters, like you don't like doing that because it doesn't show the whole picture. I think a big role for us as coaches, as teachers, as leaders, as whatever is to bring back that authenticity and like be very open. Like this actually took someone a year and these were all the things that they struggled with, but they pushed through anyways. Like, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like show the yeah. good, not the bad, because like no one's perfect. So I feel like it's, you can post whatever you want on social media. It's a free country, yeah. but if you, there's sort of a responsibility, like a moral responsibility to like be authentic. And there's like these young kids, like my little cousin, she's been on social media since she was like, I think 10, maybe, you know? And so like she's following all these like artists and like athletes that she looks up to. And so like, it's, you kind of have a responsibility to be authentic and like share your journey and like, cause people do like look up to that and people that don't know a lot about nutrition or fitness and like how long it actually takes to see real results. They just see these before and afters or they see whatever. And they're like, that's what I'm gonna look like. Cause they don't know what's realistic. They don't know that your body genetically, you maybe you won't have that exact shape, no matter how lean you are. You could be the exact same weight, same height, same body fat percentage. And you look totally different, yeah. you know, people don't realize that. So I feel like and even when, when you when you look at some of these people too, whether it's maybe a, a giant guy bodybuilder or 
uh, you know, the giant butts are in now that are like so extremely large where yeah. it's like, yeah, it looks good in the picture. Imagine if you saw that butt in real life, you might be like, whoa, that's a whole other level. You know, so some of these things that might even look good in a picture aren't looking like that in real life. You might see one of these guy body, but like, wow, that's actually like really enormous. I actually don't want to be that big when you actually stood next to one of these people. Uh, but right. so, yeah, it's like the, the, we distort it when we see a picture and even those people that don't even need to Photoshop and then they still do. You're like, oh, these yeah. people don't even need to, and they still do it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I crazy. know it's, it, it is crazy. Like these people that are like top top physique in the entire world like photoshopping themselves i'm like yeah what yeah it's crazy i actually stopped using filters on my my posts like months ago i yeah. don't think i've used a filter in like forever but i maybe every once in a while but like i don't really use filters anymore just for that yes. reason i don't think well it's probably definitely more of like a, a female thing i think to use filters yeah. there's there's so much pressure on women that's the yeah. the the worst. There's not as much on guys. Like I don't see a lot of guys posting pictures and videos with the filter, you know, where it says what the filter is. But you see women do it all the time. There's more pressure for women to look a certain way. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. You know, they're the ones that are struggling the most. Even though guys do struggle with the body image, we all do. It's, yeah, it's, I that's think the, guys that's do the hardest thing. Sure. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's the hardest thing about being a coach. I'm like, I'm 43 years old. People think I'm gonna be shredded all the time or something. Like, no, I'm not like at all. No. And, and then in real life, I feel weird, like taking my shirt off. Cause I'm like, you think I'm going to look a yeah. certain way. And sometimes I do, but not most of the year. I don't, you know, you, you have these, it's, it's, we all struggle with the same stuff, mm. but I'm like, yeah, just cause the shirt fits good. And it looks like, a certain, like I look a certain way if I took this thing off. Yeah. We walk around with those insecurities because of the field that we're in. You know, we think people think that we're supposed mm -hmm. to look perfect all the yeah. time. It's like, no, we understand that you're not going to look perfect all the time. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But we all struggle with it. Like even myself, like everybody, I know I'm not fat. Like I'm clearly not fat. Like I have like top two, three abs sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just really critical. I can be critical of myself. So I'm like, oh my God, like, should I be leaner? Cause like, you know, like we all struggle with it. That's the point. Yeah. Like every everybody single person, does. everyone, does. everybody does. Everyone yeah. does. There's no doubt. And then, I mean, you having had performed before, I mean, that's, or compete, that's a, a whole different level of battling in your mind. Cause yeah. it's like, I used like, that's was crazy lean. Mm -hmm. And then you're always comparing yourself to that. I mean, I had a client who used to compete and he, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm like, that's gotta be so tough. Like you're, do you struggle still? He's like, so I still struggle a little bit, like thinking, oh, I should look at as lean as I did when I competed, but I know like I shouldn't. And you know, he had to, has to have those conversations with himself. You know, that's gotta be tough. I've never been that lean, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's tough, bro. It's mentally yeah. tough. It yeah. And people don't realize too, how yeah. miserable it is to get to that. It's very uncomfortable. I cry yeah. all the time. Like I definitely cried a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll never compete. That seems yeah. awful, but it's well, an amazing ability. It's amazing, you know, accomplishment, but yeah. yeah. Well, let me, let me add this really quick. And I know you have to get off soon, Yeah, but people have to like what i tell people is like yes being shredded is really cool but it's it's what got me there that's the best part like oh yeah what, every time i've been on stage i like cried afterwards so i'm so proud of myself because i pushed through like 16 20 plus weeks whatever to be that lean and i pushed through like every single day was like a test towards the end of it and then you do it and you're like wow i earned that so it's not like the physique that's necessarily like the best 
that's like you're I'm proud of the physique but it's I'm proud of like the action steps that it took to get there you know so yeah that's why it goes back to focusing on the journey and like appreciating and enjoying what you're doing yep yeah exactly before what you're saying like when we show up for ourselves that's what build that builds that confidence you know Mm -hmm. and uh, that's the only way there is going to be no instant fix that's going to build any of that confidence you're going to constantly be insecure you know if uh if it was instant you're like is this Mm -hmm. going to go away or blah 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 so yeah point being build habits aim low show up for yourself and then and go from there be patient be in it for the long haul because it's going to be much more difficult for it to be taken away from you if it's in the long haul you know i go like quick fixes like drug dealer money it's cool you made a bunch of money real quick how long is that going to last yeah you know so these quick fix type things great you lost a bunch of weight really quick how long is that going to last versus somebody who's investing the right way compound interest it's gonna be much harder to take that money away it's gonna be that much harder to take that body away or those accomplishments away when you work hard for it and build a foundation a little bit okay my last question because i know you have to get off soon so Okay. So this podcast is called Fuel Your Champion. So I like to ask guests, what in your opinion does it mean to be a champion? What does that phrase mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think kind of uh, to me, what we just talked about showing up for yourself, letting your yes be yes, your no be no, um, showing up for yourself. That to me is being a champion. I I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it's the same idea of like, what is success? You know, it's not money. It's not all those other things. It's, uh, you know, pursuing what you're great at pursuing what you love, creating a happy life, having good relationships with people. Um, so for me, I would say, I guess being a champion is yeah. Showing up for yourself and, and doing the best that you can, you know, I mean, if somebody loses the championship, hey, they, they got there and they did the best they can. They're still a champion, you know, so mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, think, I think that's the I best like answer I could give. I don't know. Oh, I like that. I agree with you. I like it. Yeah. Um, OK. And then if people wanted to like follow you on Instagram or potentially like join your next Good Vibes Challenge, like where can they do that? Where can they find you? you know, Instagram at Jimmy Nutrition um on on facebook my facebook group is other side lifestyle so whatever however you find groups and search other side lifestyle i have a facebook group in there and the next good vibes challenge starts april 25th we do it every few months and uh so this is out before then people can just the easiest way is to reach out on instagram if i ever don't respond quickly comment on a post that you dm'd me because with a business account it goes that secret request file and you're on a list with all the people sending you NFT information. So, <laughs> I know it's so annoying. And, and business coaches. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so sometimes it could take a little bit to find those. They get lost in the shuffle of all the fake stuff that gets uh, sent your way. So, yeah, Instagram's Sweet. easiest thing, Jimmy Nutrition. Sweet. And then you have a podcast maybe coming out, right? Yeah, we started recording stuff, me and my buddy Ram, and uh, we just have to get it out there. Yeah, Ram was on here yeah, a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it'll be uh, cool. interesting. We, we we recorded a bunch and we're like, we didn't know what we were talking about. We know this is good or not. I and mean, we started to create like a little bit of a routine with yeah with how we're structuring the uh the thing. So that'll be called the other side lifestyle uh nice. as well. Cause I was like, I just bought this website. Should we just name the podcast this? Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. If you do want merch, other side lifestyle.com oh, yeah. slash shop. Um, yeah. 
So definitely yeah. support Jim, Jimmy. Jimmy, you're awesome. I I'm like, <laughs> and uh, I have merch coming out soon too. I'm very excited. About yeah. It, so I'll let you know. I'll yeah, you yeah, definitely send me info. Yeah. All right. I like well, it. dude, I so appreciate you coming on and just sharing. Like, we just had a really good conversation. So I super chill, it. but some good advice. My so. Pleasure um guys make sure you list uh give us a five-star rating review share tag us both on instagram all that fun stuff if you enjoyed it and share with a friend and uh we will talk to you guys soon bye